Let's go check in with Matt Charbonneau from the Detroit News. He was in Columbus for the weekend, and what a Sunday it was for Tom Izzo of Michigan State basketball. And Izzo just solidifies the March mantra. I thought it was their best game of the season, reminiscent really of the Gonzaga game when you said this team might be better than what they are on paper, but Izzo does it again in the NCAA tournament. Back to the Sweet 16 against K-State on Thursday night where the Spartans now are a two-point favorite, opened up as a one-point dog. Uh, Your thoughts on this basketball team and what they did yesterday? Yeah, you're right. It's it's kind of the classic Tom Izzo now, right? I mean, his whole, his entire focus is to have his team playing its best in March. And I it would be hard to argue that this team isn't playing its best now. Now, I know you go back a week in the Big Ten tournament against Ohio State, and that was kind of a kind of a clunker. But when you look at this past weekend against Southern Cal and then obviously yesterday against Marquette, I, the way these guards are playing, I mean, that's what you need to win in the tournament is good guard play, and it's, they're playing as well as just about anybody at this point. But not just that. I mean, you're getting you were getting something from everybody. Obviously, Joey Hauser made the big shot late. The, the centers who've been really kind of taking a lot of grief, Mati Sissoko, even Carson Cooper yesterday, a lot of good minutes, solid minutes, 10 rebounds, a couple blocks for Mati. Even a guy like Malik Hall only scored four or five points, grabs a huge offensive rebound late in the game that might have really sealed the game. Um, they're, they're getting something from everybody. It's all kind of coming together at the right time. And, you know, just when fans were getting frustrated after a couple of years of – no, no, no! First, first weekend wins or getting out of the first weekend. Now here they are again tonight. With the way this tournament's going, I, I'm not sure they might not be favored too often. They are right now, but man, I tell you what, I wouldn't put it past them getting to Houston. Who knows? It's it's starting to feel like one of those runs for Tom Izzo. Well, the bracket's set up that way, and you know we say it every year. And Matt Charbonneau from the Detroit News follows Michigan State basketball, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line that. I was comfortable enough to put them in my Final Four. Superfly, my producer, picked them to win it. He was treated by mental professionals live on air during a borderline basketball exorcism uh, last Wednesday. But uh, it's where you fall and what happens around you. And you look at their path now, which more than likely will be K-State and Tennessee. And Tennessee, physical and tough, uh, they have injury issues. K-State, though, their guard play, and you mentioned how well the Michigan State guards uh, played. Akins and Walker are going to need to show up big time. And Joey Hauser, the chance of Joey, he said afterwards that he was emotional when he went back uh, to the bench. And here's a guy that had been through so much uh, on and off the court and is so emotional at the end and the way he's pumping his fist to the crowd. And Kurt Gibson uh, hanging out right there uh, with Barry Sanders watching the game in Columbus. It, it was one of the better Sundays. And nothing against national championships or Final Fours, but that was one of the better Sundays for an Izzo team in his history at MSU. Yeah, you're right. And it shows what a dope I am. I saw... Uh, Gibson sitting next to Mark D'Antonio and I stopped and talked to him for a second and somebody asked me, hey, was Barry Sanders there? I didn't even notice the the, the living legend sitting right behind wow. him. So I'm not even paying I know, it was a major fail on my Man, uh, Barry was right there because his son, a lot of people don't realize Barry's son is on the bench on Michigan State's basketball team. Yeah, the think of the walk-ons that come in in a, in a blowout game. You got, Barry, you got Barry's son, Nick. You got Steve Smith's son, Davis, and, and of course, Stephen Izzo. 
So that's uh, you know they go they go for the star appeal when they get up big in the game. But 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 I think you're right. It, it did have that kind of feel and. You know, we're talking about the bracket, and it's so much about matchups in this tournament. And now they're matching up against teams that don't have a decided advantage. You lose Purdue. Now you know if they were to get to that point, you're not facing a big like Zach Eady. You look at Kansas State. You look at potentially Tennessee. These are matchups that aren't going to overwhelm Michigan State. Now, you still got to play well, but there's not going to be something that those teams do that Michigan State doesn't have an answer for, and that is so important in these and how that bracket falls. Um, it's it's clear the matchups have been good for them to this point. They look good going ahead. Um, so that's why I think there's a lot of optimism on what might happen over the next and maybe even a couple weeks here. And you give Izzo and his staff and the team time to prepare for Noel, uh, the guard who I think he's the best player so far in the NCAA tournament. Uh, the K-State guard, and they're well coached. And, and then, like I said, Rick Barnes in Tennessee probably will get by Florida Atlantic, they'll be there. And then Izzo could be playing on a Saturday for the right to go to Houston. And regardless, getting to the Sweet 16 for a team that was unranked. And I go back to my all-access show inside the film room at the Breslin with Izzo, second week of October 2022. And he said, yeah, we're you know nationally not getting love, but there's something I really like about this team, and I hope I can put it together by the time we get to March. And here we are. Yep, yep. And he is—he really has contended that same thing all year. Now, look, they, they've certainly had their ups and downs and moments where it wasn't coming together, but he never really backed off of that. That he still felt this team had something in them that was going to be able to lead to some sort of March run. And, and he was saying it right up to last week. So, you know, obviously he sees a little more than we do. But I just – you saw flashes of it clearly all season, whether it was early when they beat Kentucky or, you know, some of the games they won late. It, it, this team has something in them if they could get past some of those inconsistencies, and they seem to be doing it right now. And the other thing is they're defending, again, like they were for the bulk of the season. I mean, defense travels, as they say, and – it's kind of remarkable when you get stops, how much better things go. And, and, and we've seen that defense the last couple of games. So I think he saw all those things. You know, again, like he said, it's a matter of putting it all together. Uh, but this is one of those times so far it looks like they are at the right time. Marquette coming in was 15-1. and 15-1. And, and maybe yeah. you start the having to play uh, into Sunday in a championship game and how much basketball your team had played uh, in the last couple of weeks, and you know, state gets bounced early, and they have the fresh legs, and it looked like it uh, both against USC and against uh, Marquette. And I thought the foul trouble uh, for Marquette starters, Igadaro especially early, I think that was a big key in helping Michigan State uh, get that lead and, and in the end win it. Right, and you know, put Kolick, their point guard, the, the Big East player of the year, he got he got two fouls really quick and never. He never really seemed to get much of a rhythm for them either. Um, gave a lot of credit to the Michigan State defense afterward, too. So I think you're right. Those things, you know, you know, Marquette had that little run at the end of the first half when when A.J. was on the bench with two fouls. Um, but, yeah, I just, I, I just don't think they ever let Marquette get comfortable. They had a couple little runs, but overall, it seemed to Michigan State always had an answer. And, and again, it's that defense. If it's, if it's playing like that and making things difficult, you mentioned – uh, Noel with Kansas State, it's, I mean, that guy can make him from everywhere. So you could still play good defense and he still beats you. But, 
you got to at least feel good about your chances that they're going to make it tough for him. Man, speaking of tough, Walker hit a couple of tough shots. Sissoko with two pivotal blocks yeah. late in that game. And A.J., when he's running the point, uh, he is really spot on. And that goes to Izzo and coaching and what he said earlier in the season when he talked to A.J. that we need you to give up the ball first, then get it back. Or take it to the hole, and he's really kind of told AJ stop shooting the outside jumper, almost right. Yeah, yeah, and, and know when it's, it's all about knowing when to shoot and what is a good shot, and that is right. AJ some time to figure out what exactly that is. And you know what, he's still going to have a couple here and there, but overall, the way he's kind of taken over. There was a moment early yesterday where Izzo was upset at Jay Nakins for something, a defensive goof up or whatever, and was really laying into him. And AJ walked over and put his hands on Izzo's shoulders and, like, got, you know, face to face and kind of told him, I got this. Izzo just nodded his stop, nodded his head, and walked away. And I thought at that moment, this is when this is becoming AJ Hogarth's team. Because you've seen that from point guards in the past, whether it be a Cassius Winston, guys like that. And it's that realization then that Izzo kind of knows, all right, finally, I've got my point guard in control of this team. And that was a moment where you really started to see it happen. And AJ is, it's taken some time to get here. And it's been frustrating for Tom at times. But I think that was a moment you really saw it start to change. And, and, and it's right, you know, as far as AJ goes, this is going to be as far as Michigan State goes. So he is obviously a massive key to this whole thing. Yeah, and so you get him another key as they move forward with K-State on Thursday. That game will be at 630 at Madison Square Garden. I think they're going to need more offense out of Malik Hall. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's – I'll say this. He's looked a lot better the last two games physically than he had, you know, certainly against Ohio State the week before. So he's defending better. He's getting in the, in the traffic and rebounding. But you're right. I think they need him to score more. He had some good looks yesterday. A lot of guys did um, that didn't go in. But, but he, he doesn't look tentative or hesitant. And I think that's all good. So you got to just think maybe the shots are going to start falling for him and you add that other piece. Same with Joey. He didn't really get a lot of shots, and Marquette did a good job of kind of taking him out of that. But, you know, if those guys if, – if Joey's getting, uh, you know, 12, 13, 14 shots a game and you're getting a little more from Malik, then I, see, I think you see that offense ramp up even more. So uh, if you're looking for something more that Michigan State could give you, I think Malik is absolutely a guy that could, you know – kind of put it together and, and, and give a little more offensively here coming up this week. Matt Charbonneau from the Detroit News follows Michigan State basketball, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Trail across Michigan. Before I let you go, uh, your early vibe, thoughts on that matchup Thursday night with K-State in the Sweet 16? I mean, it's going to be a lot of what we've seen, right? Guard, good on good, man. Guards against guards. These, these teams both got really darn good backcourts and they're both playing pretty well. Um, to me, it's going to be, you know, who, like I just said, who's going to make life tougher for the other team? Because they're both going to defend you really hard, too. So it might be a lot of what we saw against Marquette. Maybe not pretty, but guys just kind of going at it. And the way Michigan State's playing, when you've got a guy like Tyson Walker, I mean, I know, I, again, I know Noel is that guy for Kansas State, but Tyson Walker late in games, I mean, he just relishes these moments where it's like, give me the ball, I'm going to go get the bucket. I mean, even Joey Hauser in the last timeout said, we got to give it to Tyson, and you know he just kind of he takes it on and makes some of those shots. So I, I really like the way the, the confidence they're playing with. But this is it's going to be another knockdown dragout, and, and whatever backcourt's better is probably going to be the difference. So 
I don't know if they win, but I certainly give Michigan State as good a chance as anybody to win the next two games and end up at Houston. And as I said before, it's starting to have that kind of feel. So we'll see. You never know, but I, you got to give them a good shot at least. Matt Charbonneau, appreciate the time. Detroit News, Matt Charbonneau on Twitter. Follow Michigan State in the NCAA tournament. Safe travels to New York City for Thursday night's matchup with Kansas State. Thanks, huge. Anytime. All right, Matt Charbonneau checking in on the Meyer guest side. And Meyer proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics and gear up for the Spartans in the Sweet 16. Quality license official, Team Gear, a huge selection. Always had that great Meyer price inside the Team Gear department at your local Meyer.